Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body. Through powerful tools such as mindfulness, stress reduction techniques, and mindful movement, you'll learn to eat, move, feel, and live in the moment. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. And welcome to episode 53 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And are you someone who has a complicated relationship with food and is also in recovery for drug or alcohol addiction? Are you someone that has done some kind of 12-step program for your addiction or your relationship with food? Well, I have a very interesting letter to read to you guys today about a person's experience in 12 steps that has really helped her to to succeed at recovery from addiction. And also she has found a kind of a stumbling block with it as it relates to her way of eating and recovering from her relationship with food that was just really complicated. And 
you know, I am someone that's really opinionated, um, as you probably know, about how to really heal your relationship with food. Namely, I think there are certain things that we can do that will only make it seem like we are going bonkers when really it's just our physiology trying to help save us. And there are certain programs and support groups that encourage things like the pursuit of weight loss or attaining a certain weight, which I feel like will only further enhance this complicated relationship with food and keep us from experiencing true connection and joy with our body, with others, and keep that food too powerful. So as I explore this and give you my reasons, one thing I'm wondering from you is, have you experienced a support group or a program that gave you the support you needed to to recover? Um, On this Love Food podcast, I often recommend for folks to work with a dietitian that specializes in body positivity and eating disorder recovery. I also encourage folks to work with a therapist or a counselor. Um, I do feel like group support is amazing. It's awesome. And I know it's something that's helped me in the past. And I know it's helped many people that I've gotten to know over the years. Yet it sometimes can be hard to come by, especially in my neck of the woods. You know, I live in a kind of a smaller town in central North Carolina. And for some people, um, they just don't have access to a group or they just haven't found one. So I'm wondering if you could help me and our listeners out. You know, is there a support group that you really like or a program that you have found helpful? Um, Shoot me an email. It's lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your experiences. And I also want to say thank you so much for listening. You know, it's been just about a year for this Love Food podcast. When I first started um, putting this show together and had all these dreams for it, I really was like, let me try to do this for a year. And now that it's at the year mark, there is no way I am stopping anytime soon. I'm having way too much fun connecting with you and hearing about your relationship with food. So I just want to say thank you for joining me with this episode and for any other episode you've listened to. If you enjoyed your time listening, and if it's helped your journey, I would love it if you could leave me a rating and review on iTunes. Um, Doing this, I know it it can be kind of a pain in the ass to go through these steps. I I wish they made it easier on iTunes and they don't, but whenever someone does leave a rating and review, not only does it make me feel so warm and fuzzy and wonderful, but it also helps other people find the show um, that may need it. So you know, there's a kind of a sort of easier way that I have found to um, help people leave a rating and review. And if you look at the show notes right now um, on your listening device, you will see a button to click to quickly get you to that link. So I hope that helps. And if you do leave a rating and review, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you from future listeners who uh, I think may benefit from the message that we on the Love Food Podcast like to bring. So I want to get to this week's letter, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. Dear Food, like most people who write to you, our relationship is complicated. My story is unique, though, in that I'm entrenched in 12-step communities. I've been sober and very active in Alcoholics Anonymous for three years and I most certainly identify as a drug addict and alcoholic. I'm not debating that. I have been abstinent in Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous for a few months, 
which does not mean I'm celibate, but it means identify my own behaviors to abstain from to keep myself safe. I don't really think that sex and love is an addiction. I see it as another way to fill a void, but I do benefit from the support. Lastly, there's food. I've been to a few Overeaters Anonymous meetings and the message never quite resonated. I hated the idea of abstinence from trigger foods. That was my biggest hangup, but also that I went to a meeting where a man passed around a binder of his fat before pictures to qualify. It was awful. It felt so wrong. I'm a body positivity and acceptance advocate. I believe in health at every size, fat acceptance, and I'm anti-diet. So I've stopped trying to make Overeaters Anonymous work for me. But I'm writing because I'm so entrenched in 12-step communities. There's much overlap. Many of my friends either have tried OA, think they need it, or actively work the program. It's triggering for me to hear about it as I'm still in early eating disorder recovery. It makes me question what I'm doing in the health at every size world when I hear my friends talk about how their eating as a coping mechanism is bad and needs to be tamed in the same fashion their drinking was through total abstinence from trigger foods. What do you think, food? I don't want to fight with you anymore. I'm done fighting. I'm done restricting. I'm done labeling you as good or bad. But to how I li- but how do I live in a world where I feel like everyone else is wrong? Fortunately, I have a sponsor who's on the same page as me, but sometimes our body acceptance community just does not feel big enough to live in the 12-step world or the greater diet culture as a whole. Love, Bewildered 12-Stepper. Before we explore this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body in Ludlow, Vermont. For over 40 years, Green Mountain has developed sustainable, non-diet strategies for women who struggle with weight, emotional and binge eating, and feelings of food addiction. Last year, Green Mountain opened its Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating, the only clinical program in the nation dedicated solely to women suffering with binge eating disorder and emotional eating. Ready to set yourself free from dieting and restrictions, untruths and fads? Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information about Green Mountain at Fox Run and the Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating. A life free of weight, eating, and body struggles is closer than you think. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your thoughts and your frank explanation of your complicated relationship with food. I certainly know that there are many people out there who are also recovering from an addiction and struggle with their relationship with food. I know I've worked with many people who have that duality and I've spoken to many people from this podcast who also experience that. So I know there's um, a few other people listening who can totally relate to what you're saying. And what you bring up, I think is really important. And I feel also quite opinionated on. So I'm really excited to share with you my opinion on abstinence type of programs like Overeaters Anonymous. And I also want to say though, that with my opinion, I also want to be respectful because I appreciate 
many people have found the support that they needed to reclaim their lives through programs like Overeaters Anonymous. And I cannot discount that. I think that's really important. I also believe that the Overeaters Anonymous model as it's currently being experienced isn't what I understand it to be its initial intention. And I think we can do a better job. So uh, maybe this conversation now can kind of just start to stir some things up. So those of you who are involved in the Overeaters Anonymous community, or those of you who've experienced some similar um, discomfort with it, like this letter writer, maybe something new can start from it. And so with Overeaters Anonymous, I know they don't have one set plan or um, set diet that they like to follow, yet there is an overarching um, idea of abstinence on some level to a certain food. And there are some programs in certain cities that have a blanket kind of abstinence from sugar or flour. Um, And, you know, something that I've been privy to over the years is that those who started Overeaters Anonymous didn't intend to have any kind of abstinence from a food. What they really intended it to be was an abstinence from dieting and the type of lifestyle that promotes that kind of focus on food. And what's happened over time since Overeaters Anonymous started many years ago is that our science has evolved to help us to appreciate that the pursuit of weight loss is part of that powerlessness that we feel over food. So what I'm saying is that when one pursues weight loss and um, is striving for a quote unquote, their healthy weight, then they're gonna have this psychological kind of um, emphasis on their food choices. There's gonna be an OCD type of experience with food because our physiology is programmed to think about food and to obsess about food and to actually, um, like every cell in our body will send a message to go ahead and eat that plate of brownies, not because of a weakness, not because there's a flaw or an addiction. Rather, that's just our physiology to keep us alive. Um, That's one of the reasons why I don't agree with a food addiction model. I certainly appreciate when someone says they feel addicted to food. And I would never argue with you if you said you feel addicted to food. What I would just really want to iron out is, you know, when you stop pursuing weight loss, I believe with exposure to different foods and unconditional permission to eat those foods, I believe that you would no longer use the word, um, use the words rather food addiction to describe your relationship with food. Once a person is no longer pursuing weight loss and once they have unconditional permission to eat what they need and what they want, that addiction no longer exists. So my concerns and my issues with Overeaters Anonymous, as I've come to understand it, is that it encourages that belief of that powerlessness over food and that one must pursue their healthy weight in order to be in a place where they are 
um, abstaining and sober. A recent review of the Overeaters Anonymous literature and website let me know that the pursuit of weight loss and the healthy weight is still a vital part of the program. And that's where I feel like it has its major flaw. And I think those people that I talk to and work with who struggle with their relationship with food, the only way they will heal is if they no longer pursue weight loss. So one will feel more sane with food. They will no longer feel powerless once that pursuit is no longer part of the picture. For you, letter writer, um, it, it sounds like you and I agree. You know, I feel like abstaining from sugar or flour, abstaining from anything with food, is just going to set up a person to feel like um, they're being deprived, which physiologically will set the cravings in to feel addicted to food. And I talk a lot about food addiction and um, more on things like deprivation and habituation, you know, all these fancy words that we like to talk about when it comes to food research. Um, I talk a lot about that with my colleague and friend, Marcy Evans, another dietitian on episode six of the Love Food Podcast. So I'm going to put a link to that episode in there if you're interested in hearing more about that research. So again, letter writer, I'm right there with you. I agree with you that... Um, you know, healing your relationship with food, really probably OA is not going to be the best choice. Yet again, I feel like OA has so much uh, to offer in the way of support and um, the spiritual component for many people is a source of strength. And I really would encourage you to, to find another way to meet those needs. And I wonder if you have looked into something called Eating Disorder Anonymous. So Eating Disorders Anonymous is um, an organization that's similar to OA, but rather than abstinence, their goal is balance. So there's no requirement to abstain from anything. There's more um, of a striving for balance in life with food, movement, and ways of experiencing your weight. I think it'd be more up your alley because it still follows a 12-step model. It still has a spiritual con component. It still has a support component that I think is just awesome. I find that there's more and more EDA um, groups popping up, you know, all the time. And, you know, I live in central North Carolina. There's one even not too far from me. Yet there's still there still are more OAs than EDAs. So I would encourage you to look even at their online support. They have virtual and Skype type meetings also. So um, their website is really easy. It's just eatingdisorderanonymous.com. And I will put that in your, the show notes too. But besides that kind of anonymous 12-step program, another option for you and anyone listening who's struggling with the same kind of experience is there are at least three, actually there's probably even more than that, dietitians that I know of who are running online programs to provide this just the same kind of support. So three off the top of my head are Erica Leon, Christy Harrison, and Glennis Oyston. Those are three dietitians. Actually, there's another one, Paige Smathers. Um, so four dietitians that I know of that are, have online support to help people heal a relationship with food. So I'm going to put those in the show notes as well. I wonder if those are something that you may find helpful as you're looking to support your recovery. 
With all this being said, letter writer, I want to commend you on something. You know, you have been through the ringer. You know, you've been through so much with your relationship with food and your body. And, you know, the thing that's so tough about having a complicated relationship with food and your body is that we live there. You know, our body is where we live. It's It houses our soul. It's our earth suit, you know? It's it's something that we're always with. And so when someone has a complicated body image or a tough relationship with how to feed that home, it is really exhausting and stressful. And even during your times of um, drug and alcohol abuse and all these complicated concerns that have come up in your life, you still are finding ways to get to your own wisdom. Like you still knew that OA was not providing what you needed. And I just wanted to commend you on that because you have tapped into your own wisdom that has been able to guide you in a way that's letting you connect with your joy and the things that you want out of life. And I think that is a really tough thing to do. And I have a feeling that you probably have overlooked that side of you and that strength. So another thing I want to let anyone who's listening know besides the letter writer is when this person sent me her letter, she also sent me a copy of her blog post that she wrote about her relationship with food. And normally these letters to food are completely anonymous. And this person has given me permission to share her blog post. Um, And this woman's name is Giselle Testa. And she shared with me her blog posts and it shares her kind of road to healing her relationship with food. And I think for anyone listening, you'll find it helpful just to know, you know, someone else has been in the shoes that you're in right now. So I'm also going to put a link to that in the show notes for you. And um, letter writer or Giselle, um, now that everyone knows your name, (laughs) um, food is written back. So I'm going to let you go and I look forward to hearing what food has to say. But until then, please keep us posted. Let us know how things are going. And again, keep connected to that strength that you have found to help guide you because I know it's going to take you to the places you want to go. Take care. Dear Bewildered 12-Stepper, thank you for connecting. We've noticed our roller coaster relationship has been coasting lately to be calmer and more balanced. You've worked hard to recover and reconnect, and we love seeing you experience joy. As you search for the support that keeps you safe, we encourage you to trust your instincts and listen. Your body has tremendous wisdom to navigate health, relationships, and life choices. By challenging the status quo, although tough, You're paving the way for others to connect to their peace. For that, we are internally grateful. You make the world a much better place just by being you. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. 
this type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrg. Take care.